Think about this for a minute, that your voice is actually more important than what you are saying. If you're leaving voice messages, if you're using the uh, what's the name of that uh, that the app on your text? Yeah, yeah, this record WhatsApp messages. And stuff. I, yeah, I have yeah. a client in in Europe, and apparently it's very popular to do that to record. He records his mm. voice rather than texting. It is more important than ever today to have control of of your voice or understanding uh, how to use your voice. It's it's more important than than most people have ever thought, perhaps. Today's show is sponsored by winthehour, winthedaycom with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Before we dive into the show, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you're constantly trapped in the web of admin? Do you feel like you never really get to the real work and that you're always waiting to get past this next thing and the, oh, this next thing and the thing after that? Well, we believe in what we call the win formula. You should be in execution mode 60% of the time because execution equals income and admin is really the enemy of revenue. So you want to check out our winner's circle. Winner's circle, it's, we have added so many free bonuses so that we can help you really explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule and have a bigger impact on your audience and do all that real work that you really want to get to that, you know, it would just be so rewarding for you to put out there. So check out the winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And I am your host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have David Tyler. Now I'm going to let him introduce himself or I'm introducing him, but I'm going to let him give his little backstory because once he starts to talk, you're going to notice that there is a difference and there's a story behind the voice. Welcome to the show, David. Well, thank you very much for, for inviting me to be here, Chris. I really, I really appreciate it. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are capturing this, depending where you're listening to it. You know, I don't know what your car radio. Oh, my gosh. Hello. It's from the 50s, your car radio, right? <laughs> I don't know where you're listening to this on. But if you don't hear it, David has a very, hey, I think I just want a car or I'm on, <laughs> you know, Channel 6 News kind of voice. So, David, yeah. why don't you tell us? Uh, a little bit of how, you know, a very short version of, you know, obviously I'm not, you're, we're going to talk about how to use your voice in the modern day world for business, right. but let's then understand a really quick little version of why you're the guy to tell us about this. Well, I, I've been, I've been, uh, been a voice actor for, for about uh, 40 years doing, uh, doing many different kinds of things. Um, I've worked in, in Canada as uh, the voice of the Weather Network for a little while. Uh, I've worked in radio for about uh, 25 years in television. And for, for people who are, who are listening in Canada, they, they may recognize me as the voice of CTV News. So CTV News Channel, CTV, the nightly news, and, and all the, the local uh, news programs across the, uh, across the country. Okay, you know, let me jump in here. From the business mind, when you do that, is it 
a hired here is the project or is there any residual impact if they're using your voice for the next five years most of the broadcasters that i work with about 95 percent of the broadcasters that i work with i'm under contract so with ctv news for example uh i'm under uh, i'm under a 12 month uh, month contract i've got radio stations in the united states and around the world it's the same thing a 12 month okay. contract but yeah but i do a lot of those one-offs here and there too okay no i just didn't know if it was like um syndication like you know how the people at friends everybody on the friends is getting paid for 20 years later so i didn't know if they kept using your voice do you get sort of residual impact no 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 such we, luck okay we don't do that i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking of you david okay so excellent all right so you're you are the man to tell us about this so today we're going to talk about using your voice for business and we're going to talk about the five elements of voice volume pitch pace timber and register Right. right. I mean, the the, the 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 key thing that 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 you need to remember is that your voice is your personality. Uh, a lot of people kind of take their voice uh, for granted. Uh, it's just a kind of a thing they speak. They have an idea. They have a thought, and they and they push it out, and 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 they're done with it. Um, because I've been doing it for forty years, I've become very aware of the way I say things, how I say things, uh, and when I say things. Um, but what you need to start thinking about is your voice is your personality. And when you're talking about, uh, when you're talking about business, your voice and personality represents your business. So your ability to communicate is directly connected to the, uh, the, the, the success of your business. The way that you use your voice will help you to become more successful in business. You bring up a lot of good points. Now, I don't take that for granted. Here is my little dilemma. I blame it on my mother like any functioning person would. <laughs> and <laughs> my mother came from a very large family, like large. And so you talked quickly and you talk loud and you just talk over other people. So, and I actually thought, okay, I need to slow this down. I need to be a better communicator. I actually took two courses on how to be a better speaker as far as breath and owning your voice. Cause also I get a little pitchy as my husband, you say like, you're, you're going high, like the dogs can hear you. <laughs> and he kindly said, he was a very generous and kind man. He said, I should have got my money back on both of those because <laughs> so, so. <laughs> so I didn't take it for uh, granted, but I do think there is a sort of a blueprint that we are stuck with to some right. element of mm -hmm. it. So help us. How can we navigate within what we've been given? Yeah. I mean, they, they say every, that, that we find somebody usually in our life to emulate their voice. Uh, my father was, uh, was a tenured professor at McGill university in Montreal. So he was a great order and, and just automatically my ear kind of went towards, uh, the way, the way that, uh, the way that he spoke, the, 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 the style that he spoke in and, uh, and the resonance that he, that, uh, uh, that he created with his, uh, with his voice. There's, there's, there's something we need to talk about also that, uh, in terms of, in terms of communication, our communication right now that we're having only 7% of this communication that we're having uh, is about what we are saying. Mm. Uh, and 55% and is body language. And then 38% is tone of voice. Oh. If you if you think about it in terms of you know what's been happening with the pandemic in terms of you know doing Zoom calls where where body language really doesn't come into it. Think about this for a minute that your voice is actually more important than what you are saying. 
if mm. you're if you're leaving voice messages, if you're using the uh, the the uh, what's what's the name of that uh, that the app on your on your uh, text? Yeah, yeah, this WhatsApp messages. and stuff. I, yeah, I have yeah. a client in in uh, in Europe, and apparently it's very popular to do that to record. He records his mm. voice rather than texting. It is more imp- it is more important than ever today to to have control of uh, of your voice or understanding uh, how to use your voice. It's it's more important than than most people have ever thought, perhaps. You know, you bring up so many points. I, I don't even know where to start. So first of all, um, yes, my tone has gotten me in a lot of trouble throughout my life. <laughs> and uh, I always watch thought your I was tone. Not Yes. And my mother, even as a child, she said, you know, watch your tone, which by the way, poor mom, she, I see her now with that tone. I know where I got that tone. And I didn't like it as a child. Cause I thought you can't prove, like, I didn't say something wrong. I, I, what, how can I argue my tone? It's interpretive. Right. So I didn't appreciate that. Um, but you know, what you bring up is something we just, we, we've all heard the, not the exact formula, but the whole body language is everything, you know, la, 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 we got it. But we don't highlight or address enough that 38% is a really big number considering that's connected to the tone. And I have to say, you know, I don't think that comes up not even once a year. Yeah. Like you I, don't I, hear I, people talking about that. No, we don't. There, there was there was a really interesting case that, uh, that came up uh, in the last two years. And because I'm always listening for interesting voice stories, uh, it's the story of Elizabeth Ann Holmes, who was the CEO of Theranos, uh, which is uh, it's, it's a defunct technology company. Now, uh, I don't know the details about what happened within within the company Theranos, uh, but she lost her billions of dollars that, that she had. And I believe uh, that she that she had to do some some prison time. But the, but the you made, uh, hold on, hold on. Just by the way of tone, you made that sound very friendly. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm trying. I believe she is residing in residential establishment we call prison. (laughs) My my journal, my journalism friends would say you need to say allegedly a couple of times. Okay. Because because I don't know the whole story, but what I do know is that Elizabeth Ann Holmes got bad advice. Okay. She got bad advice. Somebody told her that uh, that you need to speak in a deep voice in order to have uh, more respect. Uh, from the people around you and to uh, to attract more investors. And uh, she would speak in a tone that was like this. Imagine uh, imagine this woman, she's in her mid-30s, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, very well-dressed, but she spoke like this all the time. Um, to me, that was really bad advice. The person that, the person that told Elizabeth Ann Holmes to speak that way, uh, and I like to talk with them, um, but what what the advice that she should have been given is that resonance communicates confidence, not depth. Okay. We have so this we have this false idea that that uh, that speaking that that speaking in a deep voice is is how you're going to gain respect. It's not. Resonance is a there's there's a sweet point to everybody's voice. Men and women have a sweet point to their voice, and I call it your the maximum resonance point the mrp it's the it's the happy place where your voice lives where everything is just everything just flows and everything is happy one of the beautiful things about speaking in your maximum resonance point in your mrp uh if you are speaking for an hour if you're giving a speech or whatever it is when you're speaking in that tone you could talk for hours and hours if you're speaking too high uh or too low the way that elizabeth ann holmes did 
uh, it puts a lot of it puts a lot of pressure on your voice. Now, uh, several years ago, because I also coach other other uh, voice talent, um, about four or five years ago, I created a video uh, which helps you find your maximum resonance point using a piano. And if you Google David Tyler maximum resonance point, that video will pop up. It's it's okay. it's. Okay. I just I just checked it now just before we started talking to make sure that it that it shows up. So if you Google David Tyler maximum resonance point, it's a video of about three minutes, four minutes. Okay. Um, you will be able to find your maximum resonance point. Hold on, let it, me jump in for a second before yes, we dive please. deeper in that. You, I have heard, I've heard female actors, I can't remember the name now, but she was on whatever, anyhow. Um, and she was told because she had a little bit of a deeper voice, not a masculine voice, just a, mm. a deeper, and I don't know any of the technical terms that you're going to throw there. And they, her acting coaches, you be careful because they will constantly put you in roles of a lawyer or a doctor or a position of authority because of your voice. Exactly. So there, I think that's a, a common thing, whether somebody started a myth or there is truth to that, I don't know. Right. But, but, the, the, but the key thing, Chris, is that Everybody has a maximum resonance point. It's not just because me and I have I have a, a have a bigger voice that that only I have that. You have oh, a maximum resonance point uh, to your voice as well. Um, and and one of one of the ways that that you can find your maximum resonance point um, or get to it without the piano, without the without the exercise, is probably one of the most important things that you need for your voice. And it's probably one of the most important things that you need to live. And that is breathing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will forget about breathing. They won't. They won't think about breathing. When you start breathing in 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 a shallow way, it actually creates anxiety. If you're going to give a big speech or whatever, you you want to be able to breathe to to fully breathe. And, and there's and there's something called box breathing, okay. that that the actually the Marines use. They teach the Marine, Marines who who the the U.S. Marines uh, to use this box breathing method in order to keep calm. But at the same time, it's going to box breathing will help you to discover uh, your maximum resonance point. Um, are you familiar with box breathing? No, I'm fascinated by this because I do know I speak too quickly and I do know I don't breathe enough. And I do know I have a lot of words per minute. And it's been something that I've struggled with. And it's almost like a distraction because I realize, oh, I have to slow down. Oh, I have to breathe. Like, it's just my everything I do is just fast, which is a lifelong journey of slowing down. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, but what, I don't know what, how to, what, I've been, I've been what, trying what to fix you, it for what 20 do you years. Think, what do you think, Chris, um, when you, when you speak quickly, what do you think the perception is of the people who are listening to you? What do you think the perception is? I think, and I, I, I do talk a lot slower than Easter. I think it comes off juvenile like a child running into, hey, mom, this is what happened at the park, you know, and it's not my fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I know. I know. But, I'm, I'm very self-aware. <laughs> which, which, is, which is one of the reasons why we, we need to talk about, about that. Yeah. Um, when, when you do the box breathing exercise, I'm just going to briefly, briefly do it. What box breathing is, is you breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of four, and release it through your nose by a count of four, and then hold that for a count of four. And then you go around the box again, and you breathe in okay. again for four. And what this ends up doing, and when you're doing it, it you should feel your belly moving out, not your chest, mm -hmm. you should feel your yeah. belly moving out. Uh, and what happens 
as you're doing this, uh, this breathing is that your diaphragm actually relaxes. And that's where your voice is going to come from. That's where your resonant voice is going to come from. Uh, from, from, it's going to really, it's going to come from, uh, from your diaphragm, from your belly. And one of the things that I add to the box breathing exercise is that when you're exhaling, you say, ah, as if you are, uh, opening your mouth, your mouth for, for your doctor to say, ah, the doctor wants to look down. Okay. So you open up your, you open up your, your throat and you say, ah, on the, on the exhale. And that is essentially where your maximum resonance point should be. Um, it's, it's another, it's another way of, of doing that. I can't hear you. I keep counting to four. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're still counting. <laughs> I'm doing cycles. I've moved on. No, no. Okay. But, but so, box breathing, I, I, I recommend it for anybody that, that's going to go and give a speech and there, or there's an important moment in their life just to take three or four minutes and just do that box breathing. No. And these are really good points. And I think this, and it's very simple and something we can do. And I am particularly mindful, like when I'm doing sales to make sure I talk slower and change my tone. Like it's something I have to concentrate on because otherwise it's just like, la, la, la. but so is that something we would do before a presentation? It's, it's not something we have to constantly do while we're speaking. It will slow us down and make us be more mindful and will impact the dialogue or conversation. Yeah, I, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a, if, if you're just starting mm -hmm. uh, to do the box breathing, I think it's important to do that just before, uh, before you go on. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Tony Robbins just before he goes on stage. He has yeah. a little trampoline that he jumps up and down. That's, that's kind of the opposite of what, of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is to, to, to be calmer, to get into your, uh, your maximum resonance point so that as you speak, first of all, you're going to be able to last longer. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're going to sound more confident because resonance communicates confidence. Okay. So I, in my mind, I hear what you're saying. And it's like, it's being more grounded and be more standing more strong in your voice. Exactly. And so what is the, I don't even know what resonance is. So I understand volume pitch, I think, which is a musical mm -hmm. thing. I guess that's when you go high and low. Like when people say, Chris, you're going, you're, ah, <laughs> is that when my pitch is high? <laughs> if I'm upset? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So, yeah. Let's, okay. let's talk, let's talk about the, the different, the different colors of the voice and we'll start okay. with pitch because, because, uh, because that seems to be an, an issue uh, yeah, that, yes. that, that you've recognized in that you, you start you start to pitch your voice up. Yeah, I think I think it would be interesting. I, we're not going to do it now. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do it after we finish uh, finish the podcast. But we'll 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 do the the breathing and the resonant test to find out where your maximum resonance point is. We'll we'll do that a, a later. Can, you know what? I'll tell full disclosure here, so everybody's gonna be totally <laughs> horrified. There was a time where they had keychains where if you like a little thing on a keychain, it was a novelty item a couple of years back, and if you whistled. They, they like, I guess you'd find the keychain or something, it would beep. And if I was getting excited talking about something, the sound of my voice, these damn whistles off. Right. Like that's when, you know, yeah. like you, you need rehab, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, one of the, okay. one of the, one of the other things that, uh, that I talk about in, in, in my talk when I'm, when I'm speaking with the, with business people, uh, and CEOs is about the psychological effect, the reason why, and you, you just said the reason why. Uh, that you had a very large family, and in order to get to get to, to get your mother's attention, you, you needed to, to speak quick and you needed to speak higher. Um, one of the things that uh, that you'll know if you're out in the country on the lake or wherever, and you want to get somebody's attention who's far away, you're going to raise your pitch. 
mm, because it travels okay. further. Right. We know, we know okay. that instinctively. So you're trying to get somebody's attention by raising your pitch. Find your maximum resonance point and bring your pitch down to where it this should is, be. This is fascinating because what you're doing is I, we, I hear things that we take for granted, but we don't know how to label or identify them. So you're mm -hmm. talking about the colors of a voice. And when you give that example, we go, oh, we've all done that. I didn't know that was this. I think I also go into presentation mode, like with my team, when we're on like a zoom call or anything, I constantly have to say to them, like, I, <laughs> these are all my flaws, people. I have to be careful. I swear. I give myself a headache talking loud. Again, I blame my mother. Thank you very much. And she knows this. And what happens is I think I'm in presentation mode and I, I've got this very expensive mic and I say, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. Can you guys hear me when I talk normal? And they're like, yes, Chris. And, and yeah. then it actually is harder for me. I feel like I'm pressing down on my chest, trying to control this horse beast voice of mine. And it's more effort for me to talk lower than it is for me to go loud. We could find your maximum resonance point and 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 place your voice. Okay, where, you where can it control this. Be. Okay, yeah. And but, I blame all my aunts are very very loud. I'm at their house and they're like, oh, they're all so loud on the <laughs> but, phone. But that's and I think I don't want to be like that. <laughs> but that's it. That's another whole psychological uh, okay. angle uh, to understand why do you speak that way uh, and accept it and 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 push it away so that when your voice does start to pitch up again, understand mm. the reason why and, and accept it and, and then, uh, and then push it away. But pitch this is like voice pitch. therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is, there is a whole, there is a whole aspect to, uh, to voice therapy um, and, uh, and developing the, the sense, the feeling of that, that you have the right to speak and, and that people should be listening. There's, there's, yeah. there's a psychological side to that. And there is two, oh, two things you just made me think of. One is I do know, you know, I, I think I got to talk quickly in case I lose their attention. Like I got to get to the point, right? Because I yeah. often thought if I was Martin Luther King and I was up there going, it would be like, oh my gosh, I had this dream. And I would be trying to get it out quickly because it's really important. That's <laughs> I mean, right. And I found it so fascinating. He's like, I had, I, you know, I had a dream and this big dramatic pause. I'm like, they have left. They're not listening to me at this point, <laughs> right? So I do know there's a psychological um, aspect to that. Oh, there was a second what? thing. Oh, it, the second thing I wanted to say is when I'm doing interviews, we help uh, our clients, we'll help them build their win team. So I'll hire training on board and get them whatever they need for their team. And I'm telling you, you're right. Within three seconds, when somebody hops on a Zoom call to be interviewed, I have a, like, I'll tell you nine out of 10 times if they're, how much time they're going to get out of me just by their voice. Like right. they, right away, I know how, right. how they speak. And I'm like, ah, okay. I have, how long do I have to be polite here? Cause you're, it's not going to work. Right. Right. But it, it, this brings us to, to color number two, which is pace. Mm -hmm. okay. And the way that the pace that you take to speak also uh, communicate something about the message. If it's a, an emergency message, the, uh, the house is on fire or whatever like that. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be talking fast because you need to be. So there's an urgency. Um, mm. But once you have your maximum resonance point and you figured out the proper rhythm uh, that you should be in to deliver the message, whatever the message happens to be. Uh, if you're, you know, giving somebody some, some, some bad news, you're going to be talking a little bit, you'll be talking a little bit slower, but mm -hmm. it's not just that when you are speaking that you will speak the same rhythm the whole time. Sometimes you're going to speak a little bit faster, just kind of like way that I just did it right now, 
where mm -hmm. I slowed down first and then I went a little bit quicker uh, to get to whatever whatever the uh, the point is. So so pitch and pace uh, are very important colors of of the voice. But probably my the 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 biggest one is called prosody prosody or prosody prosody. Um, it is the the melody of the voice uh, of of what you are saying. Um, and I <laughs> last week I was watching a, a video on YouTube. And the guy would talk like this, and he would always end each sentence off by going straight down. And then he would start at the top of the sentence, and then he would mm. continue through the middle of the sentence, and then he would end down. Uh, and this is an easy way for get people to automatically tune out from your message. Prosody is the melody that you choose to use to deliver your message. I've been doing this for 40 years, so I already have my kind of, uh, my kind of melody. Um, an example of uh, it, it's cultural too. Uh, I'm not good at accents, but if you, I've I've listened to some movies with uh, with Irish actors, and it seems to me that everybody in an Irish movie ends off every sentence as if it's a question. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes. there there is there is a cultural thing also, but in in North America with the North American accent, um, one of the things that uh, that I found. Uh, is that women in general speak that way. Uh, mm. The technical term is uptalk. I yes. call it, I call it deferring to authority. So I was if thinking of that as you were talking, because I, and I was, I, I hate putting categories, women do this, men do that. So I was mm. trying to figure out how to phrase this question, because I do notice this more in females. And and it's my, not my pet peeve. I, I want to jump in and I know nothing. I mean, the fool here, I don't know anything that you know, but it weakens their position when their voice goes high at the end of every question, like they're and an end of every sentence, like they're asking questions and they're not sure. And it's right. constant. It's also, I think, distracting. It's yes. distracting and it, it just has no authority to it. And I'm like, okay, this is not my business. And why am I, who am I to tell them anything? But right. I do hear that and it really undermines whatever your message is. The, the, the female actors that I work with, that's the first thing that if I notice it, I, I'll jump in right away and say, okay, you're, this is what you're doing and you need to stop doing this, especially if, if, you're, if, if, if them as they as a voice actor are selling a product, you need yeah. to be confident about the product. So when it comes to business, if you're a female business owner and you're trying to, you're trying to get a new client or, or whatever the situation is, you need to be aware if that's something that, that you struggle with, uh, again, I'm calling it deferring to authority. Mm, that's a good um, name. And, and, it's, and it's, uh, it, it seems to be a North American thing. The other term is uptalk. So mm. at the end of every, every sentence, and, and men do it also, but I mm. do find culturally in North America that, uh, that, that women do that a lot. And especially if you are in business, you, you have to get rid of that. Mm. Yeah, because you sound unsure. Correct. Can you talk yeah. to any, when you're talking to people, can you just have a conversation or like you hear, like, I don't know, kind of like somebody that sees music or something like, can you just pay attention to the content or you're always like, Oh, that should be fixed. Oh, what a, <laughs> is it like, <laughs> no, no. like white noise going on for you? No, no, it, it never bothers me. I, I, I enjoy eavesdropping. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I enjoy watching, you know, movies and see how actors are, are they're acting and, uh, mm. and, and, and how I can maybe borrow something from, from what they're doing. Mm. 
Yeah. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Okay. The, Time flies with you, David. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the, the other, the other two, uh, the other two colors are, we, we talked about this, uh, before off air, uh, timber and tone timber is the quality or the character of your voice. And you can, you can affect the, the quality and the character of your voice. You can do it with, you can do it with, with voice training. Uh, a few years ago, I did, uh, I played a, a cartoon character. I was playing the, 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 uh, the gym teacher of Caillou. Are you familiar with that cartoon? Yes. yes Caillou. Caillou. <laughs> so I played his gym teacher and my voice was, was too resonant for that mm. show because it's a, it's a children's show. So I literally recorded the whole episode with my arms crossed and holding down my chest so that it wouldn't physically resonate. So oh. it's, it's possible. I, I'm not suggesting that anybody, that anybody do that, but it's important to think about or listen to and hear the timber or the quality or character of, of, of your voice. You may sound too nate. You may sound very nasally. Uh, that this is where a vocal coach coach will, will could come in and, and help you to, uh, to change that. And then there's tone. So timber and tone are not the same thing. Tone is more like treble and bass on your stereo. Uh, there are guitars, uh, there are guitars that have a, a knob on them that will give you more treble and more bass tone. So timber is kind of the quality or the character of your voice. Once you listen back to yourself, you can hear it. If you find that it, it, that it is annoying or people believe that it's annoying, you, you can always get help with a coach. Uh, and the same thing, and the same thing with tone, getting the, getting the treble or the bass uh, of, of your, of your voice. But being aware of that is, is, uh, is important. There was something else that, that you had brought up when we were talking about pitch, and that is volume. That's, mm. that's the, that's the last color of the voice is volume. And again, for, for you in your case, growing up with a large family, it wasn't just the pitch, but it was the volume and your aunts who speak very loud. Why? Because they grew up in, in that kind of atmosphere where you, to get recognized, you need to speak loudly. If you are the owner of a company, if you are the CEO of a company, you don't need to speak loud anymore. Mm. You don't. People are going to be paying attention to you. And uh, I never yell. Like I never yell. I don't believe in it. I just don't. I would never give my energy away like that. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a parent and you're a child. So I would never yell at another human being, like, right. you know, like, unless there's danger, but so, right. it, so it's not something like I, I don't, not trying to throw my weight around, but, and they, funny enough, they think I talk slow and I'm very quiet because compared right. to them <laughs> and they'll say, we're telling the story. Somebody say like, you better talk quick. If you want to get that in, listen, I, I, yeah. I have a podcast. I'm trying to be a better human <laughs> being. I'll just not be heard in this house. I'm fine with it. Uh, have you, um, uh, do you ever watch Seinfeld? Yes, yes. There's an there's an episode. The episode is called Alternate Side. The Alternate Side, season three, episode eleven. And in that episode, um, Woody Allen is shooting a movie, oh, and yes, yes. each each pretzels. one of the actors, each one of the actors through the thirty minute episode, says the line, "These pretzels are making me thirsty." And yes. each time, different actor says it, they say it in a completely different way, with a completely different uh, intention that shows you how you can say something in, in different, these are professional actors. You can yeah. say something differently uh, even while you're saying the exact same words. My other favorite example is um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Groot. Mm. And all he says in that film is, I am Groot. That's, he doesn't say anything. All of his lines, his whole movie is, I am Groot. And every time he says, I am Groot, it has a completely different meaning. 
And sometimes it's deeply emotional and sometimes it's very exciting. But the way he says, I am Groot, he's very proud. Uh, it's, it's amazing what you can do with the, your tone of voice, mm. with the seven colors of the voice uh, to, to create uh, a deeper meaning, to create a deeper message. Uh, no matter no matter what it is, uh, uh, Maya Angelou uh, used to say, "Words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with deeper meaning." Mm, that's good. Yeah, you can yeah. you can have a beautifully written speech. You could have hired a beautiful speech writer, but it's your voice, the way that you're going to present it, that's going to change the meaning. Do we do we have time for our pop quiz? You know, we're going to make time. We're running over, but I don't yeah. care. It's okay. damn it, it's my show. So I've I've already given <laughs> I've already given Chris the uh, the, the line. Can okay. you help me with this? Okay. Now okay. thinking about the seven colors. Uh, oh, I forgot. There's there is a seventh one, uh, and that is silence. Oh yes. Okay. It's kind of Why the anti color. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of the black of 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 the, the black colors sheep of, of the, the white family. Of voice. <laughs> yeah. So this this exercise is about setting your intention. You're going to be going okay. to say that line. Can okay. you help me with this? Okay. First, I'm going to give you three 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 uh, queries. Okay. Say it as if you're talking to a five year old child. Think about the seven colors. Speak like you're talking to a five year old child. Can you help me with this? Good, and. As if you're speaking to your boss. Can you help me with this? Oh, I, I, I don't know if you'd, I don't know if you'd say it quite that way. Imagine he's like the big, big boss. He's like the CEO of a company and you're, and you're, you're in the mailroom. Oh, see, I've, I've always <laughs> been overconfident in my life. Okay. Uh, can you help me with this? Right. Can you, and can you help me with this? Can you? Help, me, you with help this. me with this. Yeah. See, there was kind of you could you could throw in throw in that silence. Can you help me with this? Yeah. Uh, and and then and then the last one is say say that line to me as if you're frustrated and speaking to your next door neighbor who always borrows your stuff. Can you help me with this? Each one of those three times, you said it very differently. I understand that you're not an actor. I would have gone a lot bigger and a lot smaller. But that's a good example of how to use the seven colors of the voice to communicate meaning. I got A plus on being frustrated. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah, that was very good. <laughs> I did really well there. That, yeah. that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my gosh, time flies with you, David. It really does. We should have had this as a three-part series. This was <laughs> spectacular. I always say too that when somebody, I don't know, when they're really passionate about something, it makes it interesting. Uh, but there was so much depth and scope to this and than I've ever had a conversation about. And you're right. It is so much who you are. I know, especially now we talked about this a little bit off air is, you know, I often leave audio message or messages or videos or whatever, you know, on different social media platforms, if I'm communicating with someone or LinkedIn, instead of typing it out, because it, and they, they act like it, first of all, it's much faster and they act like, you know, now I did this big thing for them, but also I'll tell this quick story. And then we'll, we, we do have to go. <laughs> I, I had this gentleman that I was going back and forth with for like a whole bunch of months on Facebook. And he's asked me this and we're connecting, we're connecting, connecting. And finally he had left me a voice message and he was like, had the thickest 
Irish accent. I'm like, whoa, I need to go back and read all those texts you sent me about this project. Like, I didn't know you at all. Like, you know, what you wrote and how you sound completely different. Although now as I talk, I realize I'm getting loud again. David's still here. (laughs) No, it's okay. You're getting excited because you're making the connection. Yes, I'm making the connection. Yeah. All right, David, how can they find more of your brilliance? Uh, they could go and visit my website, which is uh, David Tyler Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, davidtylerspeaks.com. Uh, I'm now giving a, 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 a talk. Um, I'm booking for, for, this, uh, for this coming year, uh, a, a talk on how to use your voice um, in business so, so they can get some mm. more information there. Could I, could I mention yeah. this book? Because we talked sure about can. psychology. It's not my book. This is not my book. Uh, okay. But it's a book that's written by Patsy Roddenberg. And okay. uh, this is a book that all actors have on their bookshelf by Patsy Roddenberg. And it's called The Right to Speak. It goes a lot deeper into the psychology. And I think, Chris, you're going to gain a lot of, uh, okay. of, of insight into your, into your youth and, and, <laughs> and why you speak the way that you speak. I think you speak fantastic. The fact that you understand... Uh, your your uh, your your shortcomings, if we want to call it that, and that you're working on it, I think is is uh, is fantastic. Oh, I'm painfully self-aware, David. <laughs> you have been a treat. Thank you so very much, everyone else. We will see you in the next episode. Hey, everyone! Don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift g i f t from chris kris.com we are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it